started working here this summer, um, just, just for the summer, just for a little while. Uh, if you remember me, I was also an intern last summer, uh, as well as I led, on the, or I led the uh, worship band on the uh, winter retreat. Uh, so I've been around. If you don't recognize me, that's on you. Sorry. Um, but a little thing that you probably didn't know about me, uh, I'm going to be in culinary school in the fall, uh, working my way to being a chef, hopefully, in the future, if all things go well. Um, and yeah, so I, I was talking to somebody a few days ago about it. I uh, hadn't talked to them for a long time. And when I was catching up with them, they, they said, man, it must be so nice to like, just kind of have a path. Like, ha know where you're kind of going in life. Know what goals you kind of want to succeed in. Um, and I thought about it, and I was like, wow, a year ago, I could not say that at all. A year ago, it was, it was much, much worse um, that I had no idea what I wanted to do, no idea what I wanted my major to be, my career to be, or um, anything about my future. Um, so when I first started college, I was an architect major at Virginia Tech, which is a big change from that to culinary school. Um, and it was, it was not a, a fun change at all. Um, but I, I really went in, you know, kind of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, a whole new expe experience, um, a whole new city, a whole new, you know, set of classes, new people. Everything was just new, and everything was exciting and fun. Um, but towards the end of that first year, it ended up being that, that once all that newness went away and I kind of slipped into a, a state of comfortableness, it was just, uh, it was just scary that, you know, I, I finished my first year, yeah, great, but I also failed classes along the way. I lost friends along the way. I had, uh, I had a hard time connecting to any churches. I had a hard time connecting to, to God. I fell out of, out of my faith a little bit, and it was just a hard time for me because um, I was blinded by all those, all those doubts and those fears about the future and all that newness that was being thrown at me, and I, I was not focusing um, on, my, on my faith, on my religion at all. I was not putting that at the center of my life, um, and I was and I ended up just feeling like that, that loneliness, that abandonment almost. Um, and it didn't help much that the friends that I did have did not go to church at college either. And so it was just very hard to like get connected and stay connected. Um, so now that I've brought the energy in the room down, um, we're going to open up to the parable. I didn't, I didn't even say what the parable was. We're doing the sower and the seed today. Um, that's, um, yeah, 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 there's that. Um, so we're going to open up the, the Bible real quick, um, and we're opening up to Matthew 13, verses 1 through 9, and then skipping ahead a little bit to verses 18 through 23. Uh, if you have Bibles, if you don't, it's going to be up on the screen. Um, so Matthew 13, 1 through 9. Uh, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Who has, he who has ears, let them hear. And we're going to skip ahead to verse 18. Um, hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches, them, and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. 
This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word immediately and receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures it for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but cares of, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what is sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty. So that was a lot. Uh, that was a lot of reading for me and a lot of information to be thrown at you. So to break that down, we see that there's this sower in the fields, and he's, he's tossing whatever seed he's trying to plant into that field. And it lands on four different types of ground. So I'm going to break down each one of those four. So first they say that it lands on, the, on a path. It lands on, on the hard ground and is immediately taken up by, by birds or you know, it gets washed away by whatever rain comes along or you know, whatever wind blows it away or, or anything. There's, there's nothing holding it there. It has no root. It has no growth. It has no connection. And it ends up not producing anything. Uh, now, this is how we find ourselves in our, in our lives a lot of times when we are that, that uh, hard ground, when we are that, that path where we have been broken and we've been trampled and we've been tossed around by everything that life kind of throws at us, where we have these, these walls of stress and anxiety and depression just forming around our heart and around our minds. And we end up having this mentality of, of maybe I'm not good enough for what the word has for me or what... Uh, our faith has for us. Or uh, maybe you're thinking, I need to figure out this problem on my own. I need to fix myself before I try to, to you know, bring this whole new thing into my life. Um, or you're, maybe you're thinking that, that you know, you're almost too good for it, that you have the, this stress and anxiety, but it's like, oh, I'm busy. I, I am, I'm too busy for that. I can't, I can't take on a whole new thing. I'm, I'm way too busy. I'm too good for that. Uh, and this is, this is the mentality that kind of that ends up you know, breaking you more, that even though you do have all that stress and anxiety, it doesn't take away from it to not add more into your life. It only ends up uh, making it worse. And it ends up pushing you down this spiral that I ended up going down when I was in my freshman year, and I, I ended up going down that spiral and ended up in, a, in a, very bad, uh, a very bad spot where I had these walls built up and I had these... Um, these, you know, almost roadblocks in my life and in my mind and in my heart that I wasn't willing to allow um, whatever outside help would be trying to offer itself to me. Um, but what I, what I found was that, when, was that the, the main problem with that is that I wasn't focusing my faith. You know, I wasn't allowing that into my heart. And so what I, what I realized was that I needed to not necessarily only focus on my faith, but I needed to soften my ground to accept the faith, that I needed to, to allow it, give it the chance to be the center of my life, give it the chance to be um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to focus on. And so when I, uh, when I was at that low point, what I ended up doing was I came home, and just being here, um, I started coming to the chapel again, I was home for a couple weeks, I, I started driving around, I know that that, you know that type of meditation was just good for me. Um, I started playing music again, which was hard to do in a dorm because when you're, you know, you're surrounded by thin walls and a bunch of complaining college students, it's hard to strum a guitar in any way. Um, 
and then I started cooking, and that was when that was when that whole passion kind of started for me. It was it was through that meditation time and through that you know attempt to to soften the ground and and you know listen to what God was trying to tell me that I found that passion, I found that drive for that. Um, and so what I would what I would tell to you is that if if you're feeling like you're putting up these walls and you're feeling like you're like you are that path, if you're if that's what you're relating to. Find ways to, to open up and soften that ground and, and allow the word into your life so that you can have the opportunity to, to focus your life on that faith. Uh, the second ground that we see is the, is the rocky ground. Um, so this is the one that gets uh, scorched by the sun, and because there's, no, uh, because there's no growth to it and no roots to the, the plant, um, everything that, that did you know, initially sprout up, ends up just being uh, scorched and withered away and, and ends up not growing to be anything more than just a little sprout. Um, and I think that, that what he's trying to tell us in this is that there's no connection there. Um, there's no connection to the earth. There's no connection to the sustenance and the nutrients that is provided to us through the earth. Um, and I think that when you're, when you're uh, building up your, your life uh, and you're putting you know, your faith at the center of your life, and you're having all this stuff thrown at you, whether it be you know, sermons, mission trips, ski trips, uh, winter treats, uh, or anything like that, you, know, you, you start to fall out of it. There's an there's a idea that's called the mountaintop high that, that originated on, uh, mission, or on ski trips, where you would have these big moments of, like, of realizing that God is there, realizing that God is good, he's in our lives, he's, he's there for you, and you turn your, your life towards that, then the second you come home, it's all this stuff around you, all these people around you who aren't in that same mindset, who are you know, pushing you away from that. Um, they, it starts to revert back to your normal life of, of not putting God at the center of your life, of not uh, going to church, not continuing to, to listen to what God has to tell you. Um, and so when I was... When I was at college, like I said, uh, I didn't have that community to grow in. I didn't have the friends that went to church and pushed me to go to church at all. Um, and so I'd never had the, the community to, to go with the church. I never had the uh, relationships to do that. And I think that that happens a lot as, as we get comfortable in where we are, we get comfortable in what we're doing, and we don't you know, try, to, um, try to reach out, try to, to search out a community. Um, or ask questions even, that we're, we're taking it at face value around asking deeper questions. Um, and this is another very dangerous mentality to fall into, that you're, um, you're not doing what you, you should be doing, you're not uh, growing your, your faith at all, you're just kind of accepting it and moving on, and then it ends up withering away, scorched by the sun. Um, so uh, if this is what you are relating to, if this is the type of, of uh, situation you find yourself in, you know, search out a community. We, you're sitting in one right now that the people next to you, you know, the people in your small group should be the people that you're, that you're spending most of your time with uh, outside of church. You, know? you can go out to lunch with them. You can spend more time with them, talk about God, talk about your life, and just you know, grow in that relationship, grow in that community that you've been given here at the chapel. Um, and then ask questions. You know, you have your leaders here. You have your, the, the people that work here. You, you have a, a whole ensemble of people that you can just ask questions to. And to be given that is, is just such a gift that to, to not use it would, 
uh, would just be in no benefit to you. Um, so then we see a third situation. We see the, 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 thorny, uh, the thorny ground that the thorns grow up and they, they end up choking the plant out. Um, and I, I love the, the emphasis on, on how they say that, that it chokes the plant out, that it's not just you know, the plant doesn't have space to move, it's that it's, it's literally trying to grow out and then all these vines and everything are just keeping it down, it's holding it back from growing, it's, it's preventing it from being what it should be, which is, you know, whatever plant it's trying, it's trying to grow into. It will never reach that because it's being held back by all this stuff. And I think that when it comes to that, there's this, um, there's this whole thing, like I said, the, my, my doubts and my fears and my uh, anxiety about the future. I was focusing on that so much that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't realizing that, my, that what was important was God. What I should have been turning to was my faith. Um, and I think that we find ourselves in those situations where you're focusing on the wrong things. You're letting the, the fears of you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to be my class schedule for next year, what's going to be my, my new friend group that I'm going to be with, like, am I going to have friends in my classes, that type of stuff. Like, those, are the, those are the fears that you know, are, are not important because, like I said, you have a community here that even if you're not in classes with people, you have your community here. Um, and so it's all these doubts and these fears that you fall into that end up holding you back and preventing that growth, preventing that, uh, that fullness that is offered with your faith and with, with God. Um, there's a quote from a movie, Evan Almighty. Um, I, I guess I can say that that's old, I, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I, I forget how young you guys are. Uh, but <laughs> uh, there's a movie called Evan Almighty, and Morgan Freeman plays God as he normally does. Um, and he, he gives this quote when the uh, family is running away from Evan and they're kind of abandoning him. And he says, uh, let me ask you something. If someone prays for patience, you think God gives them patience or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? He goes on to say, if he prayed for courage, does God give him courage or does he give him opportunities to be courageous? If someone prayed for the family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings or does he give them opportunities to love each other? I think that, that that quote right there kind of, um, kind of emphasizes the fact that like, we're given all these challenges with, with our doubts and our fears and our anxiety, but it's not that it's blocking, it shouldn't block us, it should be a challenge to, to overcome it, that, it's, uh, that you're given that fear, that anxiety about what's going to happen in your, in your uh, next year at school, but it's, it shouldn't be that, that you're, you should look at it as an opportunity. It shouldn't be that it's a wall blocking you, it's a thorn bush blocking you from growing. It's an opportunity to, to break through that and say, I can meet more people. I can bring the word to more people. I can make more friends. I can grow my community and make, and, and make a better, uh, hopefully a better life for, for myself. Um, and I, I never did that. You know, I, I, once again, I did not have a great year that, that freshman year. Um, and I did not look at it as an opportunity to grow at all. I looked at it as I'm failing. You know, I'm I'm not doing what I should be doing. Um, I transferred out of my major. You know, the, admitting to to a college that oh I just failed out of a major is great. Um, and then you know, admitting to my parents that I just failed out of it's it's hard challenges. But I used it. As, I ended up realizing that it was a great gift to me that I could I could use that to to realize what I really wanted to do with my life. Um, 
and you know, again, it's it's that I was I was so scared of it, I wasn't able to see the opportunity um, to to face that problem and to to you know hopefully get some questions answered. So my advice in that, if that is something that you guys relate to, is that you should you should face your fears and you should look at them as hopefully opportunities to better small parts or big parts of you or um, you know, better your, your relationship with God, your relationship with friends, your relationship with, with family. Um, you know, see those, those fears about the future as, as ways to, to grow. Um, and so the last place that the seeds land is the good soil. I think this kind of goes without saying that the good soil is the, is the ideal location, um, that it is it is willing to accept God's word. It, is, uh, it has room to grow. It's connected and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, it's connected to the earth. It's connected to the plant. And everything uh, works together uh, to grow that plant and to um, you know, expand your faith in, in that analogy. Um, and I think the, the biggest word that, that comes out of that is the word persevere. I think that uh, what, what the whole um, the whole parable is talking about is that perseverance past those thorns and past those rocks and past that hard dirt, you know, turning that hard dirt into softer dirt, accepting that uh, that word in the form of that of that seed, um, you know, growing past the thorns and grow and you know having your roots buried down deeper than the rocks um, will end up. Uh, growing a deeper connection to God and a deeper relationship with God, people around you, and, and um, ultimately yourself. Um, so back to that story, like, I, like I've been saying this whole time and hinting at, it wasn't a good year. Um, you know, I felt alone. I wanted change, but I think that being in that low point offered me the opportunity to build up. Um, and I think that through that, I... I worked through it without even knowing I worked through, uh, you know, softening that dirt. I ended up going to therapy and working as, as an intern last summer. Uh, I ended up uh, breaking past those rocks and getting a deeper connection with uh, reconnecting with my small group and all my Williamsburg friends. Um, and I, I grew past those thorns of, um, of you know, the, the fears of, of tomorrow by finding what I truly love to do. And I don't say that to just, you know, sit up here bragging about myself. I say that as hopefully um, an offer of hope that, like, if you find yourself fighting against this, this path or, or feeling like, you know, nothing's really sticking with you, or if you feel yourself having those rocks in your life that you're not able to grow past or those thorns that you're not able to get past in your head, like, there is hope for you, and that hope is... If you, if you focus your, on your faith and you find your, uh, your community, you find your friends, and you face your fears of the future. Um, yeah, I was really proud of myself for the alliteration on that. Uh, I was reaching on the friends, but whatever. So focus your faith, you know, find your friends and your community and face your fears on the future. Uh, because persevering past all that leads to ultimately a deeper connection to God. Um, and when I, when I realized that, that word persevering and I realized that that's what a lot of it is talking about, I, I found this, uh, this verse from James 1.12 um, that I, I think is, is a, a good one to read. Um, it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood that test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. 
And like I've been saying this entire time, you know, you persevere past that and you'll find a deeper connection to God. You'll find a better relationship to your community, to yourself, and to God in the end. Um, so I am going to pray really quick and send people off to small groups. Yes, I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dear Lord, uh, thank you for giving us this opportunity to come together. Thank you for giving us this community that we can use to, to work past our problems and work past the problems of this world. Um, thank you for giving us the tools to soften uh, the ground that, that you will hopefully sow in our lives. Um, thank you for giving us the tools to work past that, that rocky ground that we have um, in our communities and that thorn that, that we have in our hearts to, that prevents us from growing. Um, we, we thank you for giving us these tools and for giving us the people around us. Um, yeah, amen.